If the British government is a colossus of the world stage, well, this week it felt like the Titanic, with new first mate Jeremy Hunt trying to kick the old beast into a U-turn away from a thousand icebergs. And then with mutiny brewing against the newly installed captain, this week we're going to take a look at the shortest serving world leaders. Let me explain. Let me explain with Sean Defoe, a News Talk original. Welcome to the podcast and don't forget to hit subscribe wherever it is you're listening and to share the episode to your followers, friends, family, even your enemies. Give us all the ears that we can get. This week we're looking at the shortest serving world leaders in history. Liz Truss has been Prime Minister for just a little over 40 days and like, I don't know about you, but 40 days into a new job, I would still be trying to figure out the email system or in that awkward phase in the office where you don't know anyone's name but it's gone beyond the point that's deemed polite to actually ask and you're sort of doing the oh hi you morning stage of things but Liz Truss in her 40 days I mean she's crashed an economy fired a chancellor and stoked up a potential heave against her that's more than some leaders manage in an entire tenure so let's start with the shortest serving British leaders. Now I recognise we have made mistakes. I'm sorry uh, for those mistakes, but I've fixed the mistakes. I've appointed a new chancellor. Well, the shortest serving prime minister is, is Truss as of the moment. She will need to survive until the 3rd of January, 2023 to not go down in history as the shortest serving prime minister of the UK, which you would have to say at the moment, looks unlikely she'll get that far. The next shortest serving Prime Minister was George Canning, who ruled for almost five months in 1827 before dying of pneumonia. His successor, Viscount Goderich, didn't last a whole lot longer. He was replaced after just 144 days, but both still relatively long-lived compared to the current incumbent. Now, obviously, on the British throne, the longest reigning monarch in history has just passed away in Queen Elizabeth II, but already King Charles doesn't have the title of shortest reigning monarch. That belongs to the Nine Days Queen. Lady Jane Grey was crowned after the death of Edward VI, in part of a bid to stop the Catholic Mary Tudor coming to the throne. But with Mary Tudor being the daughter of Henry VIII, she wasn't one to take that lying down, and within nine days it raised a pretty large army, deposed Jane, and began a reign that would end with her being known as Bloody Mary. The consequences for not holding on to leadership, well, they were a bit harsher in those days. And within a few months, Bloody Mary had decided that Jane Grey's mere existence was a threat to her. And so continuing in that fine tradition so often employed by her father, Mary had the Nine Days Queen executed. She had her head chopped off at just 17 years old. So ended the shortest serving, although sometimes disputed, Queen of England and Ireland. But what about our short serving leaders here? Well, it looks as though Michal Martin is going to be the shortest serving Taoiseach in Irish history. To be elected to serve as Taoiseach of a free republic is one of the greatest honours which anyone can receive. When he hands over the office to Leo Varadkar on December 15th, he'll have been in office for 901 days, just shy of the 924 days that John Bruton was Taoiseach in the 1990s. That is, of course, assuming that he never gets the office back, despite his own claims that he will be Taoiseach again at some point. The shortest-serving president was Ireland's fourth, Erskine Childers, who died after around 16 months in office. He had a heart attack 
while he was addressing the Royal College of Psychiatrists on Kildare Street. As for the shortest serving ministers, Bertie Hearn actually was the Minister for Industry and Commerce for just eight days in 1993, around the time a new government was being formed, while Barry Cowan lasted just 17 days into this government before getting sacked as Agriculture Minister. John Curl, I wish to announce for the information of the Doyle uh, that the President, on my advice this evening, terminated the appointment of Deputy Barry Cowan as a member of the government. But let us leave our own shores behind, because this is where things get really interesting. Let me take you on a trip to Vatican City. The year was 1590, and as the summer turned to autumn, the Catholic Church needed a new pope. In steps the 69-year-old Gian Battista Castagna, who became Pope Urban VII on the 15th of September. Just 12 days later, he was dead. It's believed malaria killed off history's shortest-serving pope, but he does have the distinction that in those 12 days that he was in charge, he brought in what's considered the earliest recorded smoking ban. Urban VII threatened to excommunicate anyone who took tobacco in the porchway of or outside a church, whether by chewing it, smoking it, or sniffing it through the nose. A lot of the shortest-serving leaders in history tend to come around times of conflict, so let's head back to Europe in the 1940s. As the bombs fell over Germany and the Allies advanced ever closer towards Berlin, Fuhrer Adolf Hitler killed himself in a war bunker. That site today is now a car park, part of an effort to ensure that there were no shrines to Nazism after the war. Hitler's immediate successor is technically Germany's shortest-serving leader. The Nazis' chief propagandist, Joseph Goebbels, succeeded Hitler, only to take his own life along with his wife the following day. Meanwhile, in Italy, the end of the war saw the death of Mussolini and serious questions about the future of the monarchy. In 1946, King Victor Emmanuel III abdicated, hoping that the modernity of his son Umberto might be enough to secure a future for his line. It wasn't, and the people of Italy voted to become a republic, meaning that Umberto, the last king of Italy, reigned for just 34 days before being banished, along with all his male heirs. But he is not the shortest-serving king of all time, and for that, to France we go. We set the clock back to 1830, a dangerous period to be in the monarchy in France, and after no small amount of unrest, Charles X decided in the face of protests he was going to abdicate the throne. His son, Louis Antoine, thus became Louis XIX, King Louis XIX, and his reign lasted all of 20 minutes before he too abdicated the throne, realising the protesters that didn't want his dad didn't want him either. There is another claim to being a 20-minute king. Louis-Philippe was the Prince Royal of Portugal and heir to the throne. In 1908, he was riding in an open carriage on the way back to Lisbon with his father, mother and brother when two gunmen opened fire. The king was killed immediately, but Louis-Philippe lived for another 20 minutes, making him technically the king for 20 minutes. Now, I'm sure you're seeing a bit of a pattern here. Most of the people I've mentioned left office after either dying or being murdered. But there are other micro-reigns scattered through more recent years with a bit more democracy behind them. 
Let's head to Finland. Kansalaisaloite on tärkeä, koska se on niitä harvoja. In 2003, Finland got its first female prime minister. And I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but Anneli Jatenmäki of the Centre Party came to the head of a new coalition, one that was quite progressive in its ways. More than half the cabinet were women, for example. But Jatenmäki lasted just 69 days as prime minister. She was undone amid an investigation over how she obtained foreign office documents that she'd used during the election campaign about meetings between Finland's former PM and the US President George Bush regarding the Iraq war. After a police investigation recommended she be prosecuted for revealing state secrets, she was later acquitted in court and went on to serve a spell as Justice Minister and even an MEP. There are plenty more worth mentioning that you can look up in more detail, but we'd be here forever. William Henry Harrison, the ninth president of the United States, he lasted 31 days after contracting a cold and dying of pneumonia, the first US president to die in office. The stunt pilot, Rolandus Parskas, was elected president of Lithuania in 2003, but impeached a little over a year later over connections to a Russian businessman. Or Alexander Schallenberg, he briefly became Austrian chancellor in 2021 before resigning after just 56 days during that time. Uh, He had, I suppose, a pretty big policy decision. He announced that COVID vaccines would be made mandatory in Austria. So, you know, if you want to get something you're going to be remembered for in your 56 days, there you go. Last but not least, Quasi Quarteng, the British Chancellor of the Exchequer that Liz Truss fired after just 38 days. Well, guess what? He is not the shortest-serving Chancellor of the Exchequer. That title belongs to Ian McClough, who held the job in 1970 and died after a heart attack just 30 days in. Where will Liz Truss land in this list? Well, look, only time is going to tell, perhaps very, very quickly, but as of recording, let's just say it doesn't look good. Thanks for listening to the podcast. It was researched and presented by myself, Sean Defoe, with John Kyo as editor and Lachlan Hart on sound. Don't forget to hit subscribe, and I will chat to you next week.